1: So it's a brand new year and like every other year, you find yourself saying that you're on a mission to lose weight. You defiantly bin the last of the Christmas sweets after you shove one or two more into your mouth and you frantically look up the latest detox weight loss craze only to get sick of depriving yourself about two two days later. Then it's back to the self-loathing and feeling rubbish in yourself. Well, not this year. My first guest penned a really heartfelt post to her followers recently appealing for us all to appreciate and love our bodies as they are and not to succumb to the pressure of New Year dieting. As author of the blog Wonky Spatula, she's passionate about food and enjoying everything that's on your plate. She is my kind of gal. I'm delighted to have author Nicola Halloran on 11 to 1. How are you doing, Nicola? I'm great, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, listen, it's fantastic to have you because, you know, for somebody who at this time of the year is so gung-ho about losing weight and then, you know, I read your blog post and I just felt instantly better. For people who haven't read it, essentially you're appealing for us not to succumb to the pressure uh, to diet, which is so often the case at this time of the year. Isn't that right?
0: absolutely and i think you know instagram all forms of social media are flooded on you know the 30th of december with this is the best year ever then the 31st with here's how i'm going to make next year my year and i'm going to start off by you know doing some crazy kind of crash diet or some crazy kind of exercise regime and i just sort of felt that somebody had to put their hands up and say look enough is enough we all had, you know, a pretty challenging 2020, and I think we all be looking forward to 2021. But I think we should all kind of take a step back and kind of look at how far we've come and really just, you know, if you do feel after Christmas that maybe you want to get out for an extra walk or drink a bit more water, do it um, in a way that will be healthy and kind of improve your day to day. So little things like I know we've all had the the celebrations and whatever. Don't throw them out. Just have one or two of them or add a little bit more greens to your plate, a little bit more water, get sleep. Like good kind of habits that are sustainable and will help you feel better.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, I described a scenario there that myself and countless other people do at this time of the year. Would you have ever fallen into this bracket of saying, oh, I overindulged at Christmas, I need to lose weight and I need to lose it fast. That's what we want, isn't it? The fast thing.
0: Yeah, I think for me, what what really kind of struck, uh, struck a chord and, and why I felt like I, I sort of should say something is that I've always been really into kind of fitness and like eating well, to like move well and that kind of thing. And I sort of felt, fell into the trap of looking to other people in the fitness industry and kind of, you know, said, Oh God, I don't have a, a ripping six pack. Can I really tell people that I you know, I go to the gym every day and, you know, I go out for, for walks and things like that. So I actually said in years resolution a couple of years ago of I'll get a six pack by the end of the year. But <laughs> as we all know, because if, if they were easy to get everybody would have one. And equally females naturally find them quite hard to maintain yeah. unless you have a really solid muscle base. And um, and it kind of made me lose a little bit of love for my food and for my exercise because I was so goal driven. Um, and I kind of fell into this bracket of looking at other people online, kind of a little bit of envy. You know, if people were out having dinner and I'd be there on the gym floor, I would feel a little bit bad about myself. And I think, particularly, you know, I was in my 20s at that stage. So I was able to kind of take a step back and be like, well, okay, you got a bit into it there, you know. That's not how you want to live your life for the rest of your life. Like, if you want to have a six pack 24-7, you have to maintain it. And I'm all about balance. And I kind of identified that I'd lost a bit of my balance and was able to then kind of reel it back in. But not everybody can take that perspective away from online. And I think particularly the younger generations, you know, they've grown up with all of these platforms and, you know, selfies and and that kind of thing. Whereas you and I had to go and look in the mirror to see what we looked like during the day. So I thought it was kind of important to speak out and kind of say to people, you know, don't go health leather, do small things that you enjoy. And, you know, if if you don't like going for runs just because five other people that you know have gone for run today, you don't have to. Equally, if you don't like spinach, don't eat spinach. So it's all about kind of creating a balance for yourself and eating foods and doing movement that you enjoy because... You know, you might force yourself to do something for a couple of weeks and then you'll realise, look, I actually can't do this. And then you sort of feel like, oh, God, I failed. Yeah. But small incremental things that, you know, you can kind of keep doing. Like I've even said to myself, now that I'm back to work today, I'm going to have an extra bottle of water because I know that when I'm at my desk, I don't move around as much and I don't drink as much. And I'll probably get a headache. Yeah. it's, it's kind of identifying those things that you want to do for you and never kind of feel pressure to, you know, try a new kind of way of eating just
1: because it's the thing to do. Oh, absolutely. And you're hitting on so much there with the social media and absolutely, like as you're saying, you know, nobody is posting all of those hours that they're spending in the gym trying to get the likes of that six pack and stuff like that. And no one is posting when they do feel exhausted from it and bored of it and all that kind of thing. So absolutely, uh, I I agree completely with you. Now, I came across your blog during the first lockdown. I was looking for some dinner inspiration and it's a fantastic uh, site. But tell me, how did the blog come about for you?
0: Um, so the blog came about one January and it kind of seems like it's New Year's resolution, but it actually wasn't, it was just typical time of year. Um, I had always kind of really enjoyed food and wanted to get into cooking, but my parents are really, really good cooks, so I never had to fend for myself. <laughs> um, so they went away at uh, the beginning of January on holidays and I was like, I'm going to teach myself how to cook. Um, And I had been doing CrossFit at the time and I was like, I want to be like, you know, a little bit healthier. I want to kind of see what I can cook and and that kind of thing. And at the time, there were very few kind of bloggers in Ireland. Like, I think Donald Skihan was around because he's like the original food blogger. Um, But it, it wasn't really the done thing. So I started posting pictures on my own personal Instagram and some of my friends were like, do you think you're like a blogger or, you know, who's this girl posting her dinner like every day? So I got a little bit embarrassed Um, and I decided to set up my own separate Instagram account, which now is the Wonky Satchelor, and I posted all of my stuff over there. And I started getting, you know, people getting in touch with me who had tried my recipes because I set up, a website to log, you know, the ingredients that what I did at the same time. And people kind of really started to to get on board. And after a couple of months, I kind of sat down and I was like, this needs a real name because it was like uh, my pantry kind of tightening. And my brother kind of struck the chord after multiple rounds of brainstorming and was like, why don't you call it something silly that'll catch on? And, you know, what about the wonky spatula? And we all laughed and it was born.
1: And, uh, <laughs> I love the name. I love the I'm name because it's immediately like it's immediately just kind of inviting for the likes of me who is not you know the best, let's say, in the kitchen. Like I'm all right, but you know that that idea of something turning out wonky and it's all right uh, it really appeals to me. But would you have been interested in food then from a young age? I like
0: I liked eating. <laughs> like eating food, um, but because like. It you know, mum and dad are like, pretty, pretty good. So I never kind of felt the need to, to do anything um, myself. And then they were away and I just sort of was like, OK, well, I can reheat the stuff that's been left for me or I can have a little play around. And it kind of went from there. And we actually regularly talk about it, like, did you ever think that I had to turn, like, my hand to kind of cook some stuff? And when I was growing up, you know, everybody was into making the Mars bar squares, the cupcakes, that kind of thing, wasn't for me like, I hated the fact that you had to weigh things out. I hated the fact that you had to clean up. So, baking isn't really my jam, unless it's for a very special occasion. And I think for a lot of people, especially younger girls, the gateway into cooking is probably through baking, but yeah. I sort of bypass that.
1: <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you used your time in lockdown really wisely because the first and I'm saying first because I'm hoping you're going to do another one uh, Wonky Spatula Cookbook was released that must have felt absolutely fantastic
0: Yeah it, it was absolutely amazing um, and I kind of I started the the journey to get there this time last year um, kind of putting together my proposal and putting it out there and um, a lot of the photos because I took all of the photos myself were done during lockdown and, you know, everyone would be like, oh, do you want to come on a Zoom tonight? Oh, what are you doing? And I'd be sort of, because I was keeping it to myself, because I didn't know if it would be able to be printed, because we, we really didn't know what was going on in the world. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, no, I'm busy. And everyone kept being like, how can you be busy? You <laughs> don't anything to do. Um, but I, I think in hindsight, it was the perfect time to do it because everybody sort of has this new sound appreciation for their kitchen and, and making their own kind of food and they were looking for new recipes and that kind of thing. And equally, I was able to sort of really stick the head down and, and get it all done without having to make any sacrifices for, for my social life or, or that kind of thing because, you know, I could plausibly be a hermit, which was uh, pretty amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah. And the book is great because, you know, as well as obviously the recipes and everything else, you've everything from how to boil an egg to how to store your food properly. I mean, some of us really need to go back to basics. Was this kind of part of the intention behind the book as well to ensure that all the basics were covered?
0: Exactly. And do you know what? It, it sort of takes you on the journey that I've been on with kind of food and stuff like that because I, when I first kind of got into the kitchen, I knew exactly how to make getty bolognese because I've been seeing my mum and dad make it every weekend from the time I was you know in the high chair but things like you know how long do you boil an egg for I had no clue because I like a runny egg but it has to be a solid white and you know I'm the
1: same I don't like watery white yes and do you know I'm the same as you I'm I'm always like misjudging the time of, of how to boil an egg probably it's either too overdone or not done enough exactly and like if if mum was at home and I was having
0: one, I'd just be like, oh, you know, what well, I do? And she'd, you know, she'd just kind of put the timer on and be like, come back and get it. <laughs> so I wanted to, to give people all those tools. And then equally, I, I find myself sometimes when I pick up cookery books that they're not necessarily written in plain English. Mm-hmm. You know, it's butterfly this and, you know, sous vide that. So that's why I, I wanted to make it really accessible. So no matter what your skill, like if you are seasoned, You know, you can have a quick skim read and you probably don't need to follow all the steps. But equally, if you're new, it's all there. Um, And if you do find that a couple of the terms that I use aren't in your general vocabulary, I popped a glossary at the end because it saves you going to Google and... Really, it's it's everything that I potentially would have Googled learning how to cook is in the book.
1: Oh, I love it. And, you know, going back to the, to the blog post, because what I loved about this as well is you're very much encouraging people to embrace the plate. Now, this embrace means even the unhealthy stuff that's on the plate, isn't that right?
0: Exactly. And, you know, I think we all have to be sensible. We're all adults. So, you know, you can't go and, and not feed yourself nourishing food. But at the same time, you can't go the other way and only eat you know, meat, three veg, that kind of thing. So you need to allow a little bit of wiggle room to enjoy the things that you like. And, you know, you don't have to eat things if you don't like them. And if you are out and you want a slice of pizza, don't be that person who's like, oh, no, um, no, that's that's unhealthy. Have the pizza, make the memories, enjoy your time with your friends. Um, and I think a little, not really a secret, I think everybody will know this. I don't go day without having square chocolate as a minimum (laughs) Um, and I think you know saving things it's great to kind of go all out for special occasions with nice meals and, and cakes and stuff like that but if you kind of deprive yourself all the time outside of these and don't leave a little bit of wiggle room for the things that you love you can kind of go overboard on those days and then end up you know feeling sick or you know the worst possible thing feeling guilty so I think if you find a balance that works for you you know, healthy food, couple of treats here and there, if it's daily, if it's weekly, whatever, you know, really works for you It is the way to do it. And always allow yourself the flexibility to live. Don't be that person who kind of doesn't go out for a meal with friends because, they said to themselves they're going to do six workouts this week and if they don't get that workout done by the end of the day, they failed.
1: Do you know that kind of thing? Absolutely. Um, and it shouldn't feel like punishment. Absolutely. It exactly. really shouldn't. It shouldn't. You
0: should never find yourself in a situation where, you know, six, eight months down the line, your best friend shares a photo on Instagram and you're like, oh man, I wasn't invited. And then mm-hmm. someone's like, oh no, you didn't come because we went to a pizza place or you didn't come because you were in the gym or, or that kind of thing. You know, Life's there to be lived. So I definitely think that if if you can, you know, say yes to everything.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. This is why I invite you on and the first guest of twenty twenty one. Absolutely brilliant. Nicola, it's been absolutely brilliant having you on the show. Happy New Year to you. Continued success with the Wonky Spatula and thank you so much for taking the time today.
0: Happy New Year. Thanks, William, for having me.